Welcome to the Nat Theo Podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm your host, Erin Lynham. I'm a certified master naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word and His created world with you. I love hearing what things in nature you kids are curious about. Like the time my five-year-old daughter asked me if the sun brushes its teeth before it goes to bed at night. Or this question that came from my 10-year-old son. He asked me if butterflies can remember being caterpillars. I couldn't get his question out of my mind because it's so fascinating to think about. Can a butterfly remember being a caterpillar? His question inspired today's episode, and here's our trail map. We are going to look at how do caterpillars turn into butterflies? And are there other creatures that experience a similar change? We're going to look at do butterflies remember being caterpillars? And why are our memories so important? But first, I have a trivia question for you. What animal has the longest memory? Think about your answer and we will find out at the end of today's episode. Now, I promise we will find an answer to my son's question about whether butterflies can remember being caterpillars. But first, we have some important things to dig into because we can't talk about butterflies' memories until we first look at how a caterpillar turns into a butterfly in the first place. One of the most amazing changes that happens in nature is when a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. This change is called metamorphosis. What is metamorphosis? Put simply, metamorphosis is a change in a creature's physical form, that is, their body. More specifically, it's when a creature changes from its immature or baby form, which is called larva, into its adult form. And the way the caterpillar does this is quite amazing. You see, a caterpillar begins its life inside of an egg. That egg was laid on a plant by its mother, who happens to be a butterfly. Once the egg hatches, the caterpillar comes out. Now the caterpillar has very important work to do. Its job is to eat as much food as it can. Now that sounds like a fun Mm. job, doesn't it? As the caterpillar eats, it sort of grows out of its clothing. Has your parent or caregiver ever said, what, you already grew out of that shirt? Or you already grew out of those shoes? Wouldn't it be much easier, listener, if while your shirt was getting tighter because you're growing, that you could be growing a new, bigger shirt underneath? That'd be crazy. But that's exactly what the caterpillar does. The caterpillar's clothes is a hard outer shell called an exoskeleton. You see, us humans, we have a skeleton 
inside of our bodies. But the caterpillar skeleton is actually on the outside of its body, this exoskeleton that it can actually shed. So the caterpillar works hard eating lots and lots of food, that is leaves, so it can grow a new, bigger exoskeleton. And then it sheds the older, smaller one. This process is called a molt. And most caterpillars go through five of these molt stages. But eventually, the bigger exoskeletons just aren't enough for the caterpillar. You see, it was designed to grow even bigger and to put on much fancier clothes. Can you guess what those fancier clothes might be? I'll give you a hint. They include a set of wings. Okay, so the caterpillar has finished all of its molts. Now what? God designed the caterpillar with special chemicals called hormones that signal to the caterpillar when it's time to enter its next stage of life. These hormones make the caterpillar want to stop eating and to go hide out for a while inside something called a pupa. A pupa is like a little protective case that a creature enters into and from inside changes its physical form. It changes its body. If you've ever heard the words chrysalis or cocoon, those are referring to that pupa, the protective case. Okay, so now the caterpillar is inside of its protective pupa case. What happens then? Listeners, what happens now is so incredible that scientists have had a very hard time actually knowing what goes on inside of that pupa. But we have discovered some things about this metamorphic change. Most of the caterpillar turns into a gooey liquid, kind of like a thick soup. And God gave caterpillars something amazing called imaginal discs. These imaginal discs in a caterpillar have a very important job. They are a group of cells that turn into the new parts of a butterfly. And I love their name, imaginal discs, because it reminds me of the word imagine. It's like God tucked these imaginal disc cells into the caterpillar and said, just imagine what you will become one day. There are a few things that stay intact in the caterpillar and don't turn to liquid. These include the parts of the caterpillar that it needs to breathe because it must keep breathing while it is inside of that pupa. Something else that remains intact inside the caterpillar is part of their brain called mushroom bodies. What a funny name, right? These mushroom bodies have a very important job of storing memories that have to do with taste and smell. We'll dig more into that in a few minutes. But first, once the caterpillar's imaginal discs have formed into its new parts, the creature emerges from its chrysalis, that pupa, as a fully formed butterfly. What an incredible image that God has given us in nature. 
When I think about that caterpillar going into its pupa and coming out as a butterfly, I always think of the Bible verse, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, if anyone belongs to Christ, there is a new creation. The old things have gone. Everything is made new. When we choose to follow Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, we become like a new creation, much like the butterfly does. Now, before we dig into butterfly memories, do you think there are other creatures that go through this metamorphosis change? There are. In fact, my kids and I had the chance to see this recently in our own yard. My 10-year-old son, he told me, Mom, there's these crazy-looking creatures on our bush. They're black and orange and blue, and they look kind of like caterpillars but only have six legs. Well, he had ignited my curiosity, and I went out to the front yard to see what he was talking about. These little creatures, they looked like tiny alligators crawling across the leaves. And we began noticing other things on the bush, including tiny hatched eggs and some strange orange pod-like structures. They were attached to the leaves with what looked like glue, and they looked like these small orange beans. And finally, we noticed ladybugs on the bush. And some were even on the outside of those orange pods. Can you guess what we had found? With some research, we discovered that we were watching ladybug larvae. Do you remember that word, larvae? It means that baby form of the creature. You guys, we were watching a bush full of baby ladybugs. And we were seeing the whole process that they had hatched out of these tiny eggs and now they were these little larva creatures that were going through this molting process and then we could see the orange pupa and the adult ladybugs it was absolutely incredible i have a video of this on my instagram page and you can watch the ladybug babies eating these tiny aphids a little sap sucking creature guys it was just incredible you can find that on my instagram page at erin linem author and i will link directly to that video in today's show notes In fact, you guys, I share a lot of fun nature lesson videos on my Instagram page. So with permission, please go watch the ladybug video. And while you're there, be sure to follow my page and comment on the video and share it with others. So ladybugs also go through metamorphosis. Now a ladybug is a type of beetle and beetles undergo metamorphosis along with wasps and flies and moths. In fact, Around 80 to 90% of insects, that's most of all insects, undergo metamorphosis. Isn't it incredible to think of all those insects all over the world going through this incredible process and following God's design for how they grow up into adult creatures? Let's return to my son's question that sparked the idea for this episode. Can butterflies remember being caterpillars? But before we dive in and answer that question, let's think about your memories. What is your oldest memory? Can you remember something from when you were very young? What's one of your favorite memories? 
Can you remember a time when you went through a big change in life, kind of like a caterpillar changing into a butterfly? Maybe you changed schools or you moved across the country. What's a big change that you've gone through? I asked my kids about their oldest and favorite memories, and here's what they said. I am Zeke, and I'm 11 years old, turning 12. Zeke, what is one of your oldest memories? Playing in Kansas City on my fifth birthday. What do you remember about it? I remember playing with two of my friends with some trucks in a sand pit. And I remember pushing a spider off my arm while yelling. (laughs) And I remember there was a triple-decker cake with a train on top. So, Zeke, what was one of your favorite memories? Um, I got to go up to the wine... MCA and participate in a birding workshop and I got to hold birds and help ban some of them and set them free. What's one of your favorite memories from a trip we've taken? Probably find finding sand dollars at the sea at the shore in California. I'm Ellis and I'm ten years old. Ellis, what's one of your first memories? Zeke and me were trying to have a concert on a chair, but Zeke threw up all over the chair. Ellis, what's one of your favorite memories from a trip we've taken? At the Redwood Forest, I was stuck inside of a giant tree, so our mom threw me a burger. I did. I threw you a burger inside of the Redwood stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Will, and I'm eight years old. I like art, and I always like to paint the outsides. Will, what is one of your first memories or something you remember from when you were really young? When I first saw my mom and my dad. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Waylon, what is one of your favorite memories? When we went to the sand dunes, dunes and our feet were burning hot and our mom had to carry us. Why were our feet so hot? Because it was sand and it was really hot out. <laughs> it was really hot. But... Like, there was a giant river, it was shallow, but there's like chunks of ice, but they're actually sand. I can't remember what they are. Waylon, do you have any favorite memories from trips that we've taken? The Redwood Forests. What do you remember about the Redwood Forests? They were super pretty, and they were, the trees were giant, and we got to climb them. They were like 30 feet tall or bigger. There's as big as a blue whale. I'm five and I'm Rora. Rory, what's one of your favorite things you remember doing outside? Do you remember anything from hiking? Do you remember finding wildflowers? Yes. What colors were they? Pink, blue and yellow and orange. Rory, do you remember anything from taking trips or going to the Redwood Forest or the ocean? Um, my favorite part of the ocean was swimming. My favorite part of going to the forest was, was climbing trees. Much like us, It seems that butterflies can remember some things from when they were children, or caterpillars in this case. I was fascinated by a study I found from some scientists at Georgetown University who had the same question as my son, and they did an experiment to explore this idea. Now, let me first explain. 
Their research was done on caterpillars that turned into moths, not butterflies. But although this study was done on moths and not butterflies, I think it can still teach us the same lessons around butterflies because they go through the same metamorphosis. Here's what the scientists did in their experiment. They trained caterpillars to dislike the smell of a certain chemical. Now, normally caterpillars and moths don't mind this smell at all. Here's how they did it. They let the caterpillars smell the chemical and each time they smelled it, the scientists sent this small, mild electrical shock through the caterpillars. Now, I know that sounds really cruel and mean, but it was simply to teach the caterpillars to dislike the smell and to connect that smell with discomfort or something that did not feel good. In doing this, the scientists taught the caterpillars to avoid that certain smell. Later, after these caterpillars had gone through metamorphosis and come out of their pupa as adult moths, the scientists let them smell the same chemical. And do you know what happened? Most of the adult moths showed a strong dislike for that smell. And get this, it's super interesting. Almost all the same caterpillars who showed a dislike for the smell as caterpillars showed the same dislike for the smell when they were adult moths. So what did this show the scientists? Well, it seems that adult moths have some memory of things that they disliked when they were caterpillars. Do you remember when we talked about the caterpillar inside of the pupa and we learned that almost the entire caterpillar turns into liquid, but not all of it? And we looked at those funny named mushroom body parts of the brain. Well, these mushroom bodies, which, okay, you guys, they're not actually mushrooms, but instead an important part of their brains that store information, kind of like a treasure chest and it stores memories about taste Mm. and smell and what an insect learns about taste and smell. So what does all this mean? It seems that the caterpillar learns about the chemical smell and stores that memory in its brain. And then during metamorphosis, during its change into the moth or butterfly, that part of the brain, that little treasure chest, does not turn into liquid soup but instead it remains intact. So that when the moth or butterfly comes out of the chrysalis, that pupa, it still remembers that it does not like that smell. So can a butterfly remember being a caterpillar? Most likely it does not have memories of crawling on so many legs across leaves and eating up all of those leaves and molting and entering into its chrysalis, that pupa. But it seems from this experiment that it does have some sort of memories from its experiences as a caterpillar. I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about how important your memories are? Memories play a big part in shaping the adults that we become and how we look back on our days of being a child. Listeners, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of TV and I played a lot of video games. And while those activities were fun, 
they don't make up my favorite memories. My favorite memories are from when I was outside hiking and camping with my family or playing in the sand at the beach, climbing in trees or finding roly polies and butterflies. As kids, you get to shape many of your memories. Here's an important question. When you grow up and become an adult, what do you want to look back on and remember? How you spend your time today will shape your memories. You see, God made us humans special. He made us very different from all the other creatures. And one way he did this was by giving us a great capacity for memory. We can remember things for so long and we can remember so much. And God gave us spirits, that is, who we are inside, and our spirits can be shaped by those memories. The word remember and words like it that basically mean the same thing are used hundreds of times throughout the Bible. God clearly says that remembering is important. And so the memories that we choose to make are important. Of course, we'll also have hard memories. This world is broken by sin, and we experience hard things in life that we will remember as we get older, and God can use even those hard things to shape us and grow us. But we can also make the choice to create good, fun, healthy memories by how we spend our time today. First Chronicles 16.12 says, Remember the wondrous works that He has done. How can we remember God's wonderful works? First, we can pay attention to what he is doing in our lives and how he is caring for our needs and growing our faith. And secondly, we can remember God's wonderful works by spending time in nature and surrounding ourselves with all of the wonderful things that God has made. Listen to Psalm 143 verse 5. I remember, hear that word? I remember what happened long ago. I consider everything you have done. I think about all you have made. You know what other lesson I love from the caterpillars? Do you remember the imaginal discs we learned about? So those imaginal disks are these clumps of cells that God put inside the caterpillar that later become the parts of the butterfly. And it's almost like God tucked those imaginal disks into the caterpillar and said, imagine what you will become one day. Similarly, God created you for great things. And not only for when you grow up, but for right now. Listen to 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Listener, you are so important in God's kingdom. He is right now growing your faith and helping you become who he made you to be. And he has been doing this ever since you were the size of a tiny seed inside of your mother's womb. 
Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14 tell us, You made my whole being. You formed me in my mother's body. I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. Just like God created the caterpillar with imaginal discs, as if saying, imagine what you'll become one day. He created you in your mother's body. He made you unique and special and gave you certain passions and strengths and skills and important work to do in his kingdom. God made you wonderfully. And I am so certain that he looked down and thought, just imagine what you will become. Do you remember our trivia question for today? Which animal has the best memory? Do you have your guess? The animal with the best memory is likely the dolphin. Dolphins can remember their friends and interactions that they've had with other dolphins. It's believed that they can remember their friends even if they have not seen them in over 20 years. Here's a challenge for today. Go see if you can find a pupa on a plant or maybe an insect that went through metamorphosis like a butterfly or a ladybug or a moth. Go look closely at bushes and trees and study their leaves and see if you can find signs of a creature that went through metamorphosis. As you do this, remember that you are shaping your childhood memories and giving yourself fun, exciting, and wonderful things to look back on one day. Hey listeners, did you know I have a new book? It's called Rooted in Wonder, Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation. I wrote it for your parent or caregiver to inspire and equip them in taking you outside and connecting with God in creation. Rooted in Wonder is full of fun activities you can do as a family to explore God's wild and wonderful world. Pick up a copy on Amazon, my website, erinlinum.com, or wherever you purchase books.